Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. I'm happy to be back. It's been quite a while. I have been on holidays. So sorry if I have not been uploading more content, but I'm happy to be back. And I hope that the content of this episode will help you um, because I I was happy to record it. Um, And so a few things to consider before I move forward. As always, I am not editing the content of this uh, recording, of this this episode. So if I stumble, I am sorry in advance. I honestly do not have the time. So please forgive me if I make any mistakes. Um, And secondly, I want this episode to be short, uh, but straight to the point. And so without further ado, um, I'm Jeremy. I'm your host. This is Joe Exchange the podcast where we change and exchange experiences. So uh, in this episode, we will see, we will talk about the three main reasons why your insights may not be, may not be, sorry, acted upon when you communicate them to your stakeholders as a user researcher and what you can do to overcome this issue, let's say. So again, as we saw in previous episodes, the goal of a user researcher is to deliver insights to uh, stakeholders. If you work for a company, even if you are freelance, whether you're a freelance or working inside a company, uh, you will be the the goal is always to provide insights as a user researcher to your stakeholders so that they can make informed decisions, reduce the risks before launching a new iteration of the product or launching a completely new product, new feature, and so on. So this is the goal. And so everyone wins if you produce insights that are, let's say, useful for your stakeholders. And if you, um, so by useful, I mean that they can implement them, that they understand them, that they are clear and so on. And so that in the end, you will reduce, the insights you will produce will help to reduce the risk before launching a feature. Uh, and again, if if you do not get this idea very clearly and it, it can be confusing sometimes. Uh, go back to my previous episodes. I talk about it deeply. So in this one, we will go over several other considerations that I may not have been thinking about. But in the end, as a user researcher in general, everything is related. So sometimes it's not about um, the the hard skills, let's say. It's more about the soft skills. So I, I have become aware recently of that during previous mentorship sessions. And... When you're on the job for years, there are things that you do automatically and you do not even consider that it's important that I have been asked this consistently. And so by then following up with my mentees on why is this happening? What is your process? Why are you doing this this way and not this way? Blah, blah, blah. Asking, treating my mentees as my, let's say, users, um, then I can come to the root of the problem. And so in this case, I have identified three other reasons why your insights may not be actionable and that you might want to be careful about that. So the three main pillars that I mention in this episode are about uh, first your hard skills, basically as researcher and, and most about project planning. This is, this is the first thing. The second thing is more about soft skills. So in this second thing, in the second pillar, I will include two subtopics, which are first communication and the second one, um, let's say stakeholders management um, and stakeholders engagement. 
Okay, so let's go over the first one. And again, I'll be brief in this episode. If you're interested about knowing more, uh, please head over the website. You will have um, shortly a blog post about that. And if you want me to dive more into that, please go to the website, comment uh, anytime, reach out to me. I will be super happy to know more about how are these episodes helping you? What do you expect for the future? How can I help you more? Uh, really, that will help me to, to well, to adapt to your needs. That is also my goal, uh, is to provide content that helps you. So the first topic is about hard skills that you can improve when you feel that your insights are not being acted upon. So imagine you delivered some insights after a presentation and you realize, well, yeah, okay, um, this is not actually what I delivered as an insight. When you, I mean, when you look at the product in the end, the new iteration, nothing is implemented. So the first thing is when we do a diagnosis of that, of that, of what is happening, usually what I take into consideration is all steps from the research until the iteration of the product. And I, and I ask myself what is going wrong in this process at what step. And so depending on what is going wrong, what can you, um, correct, basically, what are the strategies you can put in, in place? And so the first thing that I identified is that oftentimes, um, user researchers will mix due to the constraints of, of the company. This is perfectly normal. I am also uh, in that team of people who do that, will mix discovery and evaluative research into the same project. So let's say, for instance, a stakeholder comes to you, a PM comes to you and says, I want to test this feature. I want to see, test this flow, blah, blah, blah. But you have no discovery which has been done first so that you understand first if this feature is really needed by your users before testing the flow because testing a flow will get you some answers but you have to put that into context. So if you do not have, if you lack insights related to the needs of your users, maybe you lack a piece of the puzzle. That's the point. So due to that, Oftentimes, user researchers are constrained with asking a bit of discovery questions at the same time of their their uh, evaluative research, which is perfectly normal, understandable, doable, and also recommended if you have no other way to do that. Okay? But the point is, at this step, so let's say we are at this step, uh, the step we consider right now is the research plan. So you, you plan your research, you have been handled the, re the, um, the requests by your PM, the need and so on. You analyze the need and so on. Here, the goal is really to balance, to, to have balance. So have a lot of conversations with your PM and with the other stakeholders about what do they expect from this research. If you're going to do some discovery research like let's say 80% of the research because you feel this is a, the right thing to do and you have, it's normal to think this, but if you provide 80% of insights which are discovery, but you know your stakeholders will not act upon them beforehand, that would help you to, uh, let's say, let's say have a conversation with them first. Because if you think, okay, this is the right thing to do and I would advise you to do it, but first, have a conversation with your stakeholders because maybe they cannot implement the insights you're going to get. And these type of things, we are entering the realm of, of 
really stakeholders management, this is really difficult. This goes slowly over time to change a culture because let's face it, a lot of, com- a lot of companies, th- there are more companies out there which are product-centered and not user-centered. So in these type of companies, if you feel you're in these type of companies, and this is not the end of the world, but there are strategies to put in place. You cannot, of course, go frontally, I don't know if that's a word, to your stakeholder and say, okay, no, you have this feature in mind. I will not do this usability test like fully. I will do 80% discovery and 20% usability. And my insights will reflect this because for several reasons, you may not get heard. Your stakeholders have some needs and your, your, your task, let's say, and your job is to educate is to evangelize, is not to impose. Because as much as you're, uh, as you can be right about this regarding the user perspective, in the end, this is a teamwork and you might have to consider constraints, budgetary constraints, but also timing constraints, um, human resources and so on. So all of that to consider. So my point here is when you are handed a request such as, a, a a usability study, for instance, that, that would require a usability study to, to fulfill, but you feel you lack some context about this, have some conversations with the stakeholders, try to ask them, is this possible to have a discovery first? Or if I do a discovery, will you act on my insights? Because if not, there is really no point, to be honest. And so if you see that it's, that it's a no, try to do it step by step. Try not to do a, a, let's say, a balance that is really, really tilted towards um, discovery. Make it strong on the usability side because this is what your stakeholders expect and this is what they will most likely act upon. But include some discovery questions so that in your, let's say, in your storytelling, when you, when you hand back the results in the end in the report, this will make them reflect step by step it's like an inception protocol you have to be you have to be gentle about this you have to it's like an inception you have to uh put the the idea inside the head of your stakeholders step by step little by little because the culture of a product centered company is bigger than what you think and and it takes time to move so this is bigger than you this is bigger than me this is bigger than us as researchers sometimes. Um, if you're in a user-centered company, well, you can not consider this. And even even though I think you can still consider it because in the end you have to make a product, so, so it's still valuable. Um, so this is the first thing. Try to balance because the point here that I want to make is imagine you have to do a usability study, but you know you should do discovery one and then you do it, but your stakeholders don't need that. Again, treat your stakeholders as your users. And then you realize they did not act on it. Well, that's that's unfortunate, I know, but it's kind of expected because they don't need it and they, they won't listen to it um, for several reasons. I'm, I'm not putting the blame here. Um, there are perfectly valid reasons sometimes. We have to listen to each other's perspective. Okay. Enough about this. So this is more about uh, the research. Well, I was saying it's hard skills. It's the research, but not only. It's also a bit of soft skills here. Okay, 
But now let's enter more soft skills part, which is uh, communication. And communication here, I, I, as I was saying, I included two subtopics, which is the first one, um, stakeholders engagement. And so I have been confronted with some mentees uh, saying that, for instance, I don't know, um, they struggle to find time uh, presenting their insights to the stakeholders or, or they struggle to find the format to present their insights, for instance. Mm, even when they present the struggle with communication style to make it actionable and so on. So let's go step by step. So first of all, you have to create a culture of user research. This goes hand in hand with the first aspect, but you have to create a culture of user research. That is why you have to own user research. You have to be the owner of research, okay? And, and at every level you can do it. Even if you're junior, intermediate, senior, you can do it. So you have to create a culture of this being the owner of user research. You're the owner of your discipline. So everything that, that is research goes straight to you. You're the owner of the project from A to Z, depending on, on the responsibilities you have been given inside your company, but you are the owner of the project and of research. So for instance, everything linked to evangelization, it's you. It goes through you. When you have to schedule a meeting for a research plan, to share a research plan, it goes through you. And you have to schedule it. Don't wait for your stakeholders to be ready. They will never be. They will always, always have meetings. Schedule it and tell them, I need your input on this. This is super important. We need to be aligned. And, and yeah, and try to align with them as early and as often as possible. When I say as often, please be mindful of everyone's schedule, of course, but every time you're crafting something, writing something, and you feel stuck, this is the moment you put your pen down and you write, <laughs> well, actually you put your pen, you, <laughs> you take your pen <laughs> and you write your list of everything that is bugging you. Because you are not expected to have all the answers. It's not because you're the researcher, you can, you can guess. And you're not expected to guess. It's the contrary. You have to ask questions to your stakeholders. Like imagine, okay, we are doing this project on <clears throat> abandonment rates on our e-commerce platform. Okay, give me some data about the abandonment rate. Uh, give me some statistics, whatever. Give me some information. Okay, we changed this feature. Yeah, okay, why did we change this feature this way before I arrived in the company? Why was it this way? Why is this this way now? You know, you need context. So align with them as early and frequently as possible so that you can make informed decisions at your level. This is the first thing. And then when you are presenting your insights, it's the same. Create space, create, create. You have to resonate inside the company. So... Create a, a, a create ceremonies. Make it like it's it's. Mm, how can I say? Make it like it's a routine. Make it like it's a culture. Okay, now we are starting this project. Okay, but before I start, I need to align with you. So let's call it a meeting. I don't know alignment, whatever. And it happens every time we start a project. Now I'm entering into user sessions. Okay, I'm gonna invite you. You come to the ones you can, but I'm gonna invite you. Oh, now we have finished, but I do not have the report ready yet. Okay, let's debrief on the um, 
like a raw debrief on the content of all the sessions. You know, um, let's make it a habit. That's the point. And then, oh, I'm going to present now. Let's make it a habit. I'm going to present to you and to everyone else. And I will invite all potential stakeholders. Okay. And I'm going to record the meeting, for instance. So then I can send it to everyone interested. And so I can have more impact inside the company. That's the point. Okay. And then the last pillar, which is kind of linked with this one, is the communication. About the communication, which is the presentation in this case. Um, make sure you make the presentation as digestible as possible. Because when you think about an app or a website or any product, the product can be fantastic if, uh, let's, let's say the feature of the product can be fantastic if it's not usable, so presented in a nice way, uh, clean, intuitive, and so on, it will not be used correctly at least or not used at all. That's the first thing. Then you have also other layers. Maybe the marketing is not done properly. Um, and so on and so on. You have all the layers from the moment you have the product to the moment you, you make a sale. Everything in between can go wrong, right? And so this is the same, exactly the same for your insights. Your insights are your product. Your insights are your product and your stakeholders are your users. And everything can go wrong in between. So don't dread this. There are multiple things you can do. But for instance, you have the content. Okay, you know you know your stuff. Now make it digestible. Make it clean. Make it lean. Concise. Go straight to the point. And so you have some structures you can follow that are vastly accepted now in the realm of user research. But, but not only like things change every time and we discover new ways to present and to report insights. But as I was saying, a debrief is a good way to go. Make it concise, but uh, make it clear to stakeholders, okay, this is a debrief. Things are can change still because we are still analyzing, for instance, I don't know, um, but, but make it, make it um, concise. And so for the presentation, the less, the better. I don't know if this is the phrasing, but the less, the better. That, is, that, that means find a way to express what you want to express with the least amount of words. So use words that are uh, uh, indicating more, if, if that makes sense. Um, I'm speaking about communication and, and I'm having trouble right now. Sorry for that. So, for instance, if you say, a, I don't know, a user's confidence is affected by or, or interface. Okay, but tell me more, you know. So then you will try to, to say more. Okay, but maybe you can use words to go straight to the point directly. You can say, users are confused by the misleading uh, menu at that point of the interface, you know. Because you will indicate clearly what is the problem, confused, and not users are affected or user's uh, perception or understanding is affected by, you know, using like five words to saying the same thing you could say in in one, it will resonate more in the head of your stakeholders. This is the first thing. And then about the format, make it like a stakeholders is the same as, as when we inspect resumes to hire um, 
to hire in general, people do not want to spend a lot of time. They want to be told what to do. They want to be guided, your stakeholders. So make it clear. Have a slide with your, all your insights and your recommendations in one place so that they can take it, they can screenshot it, they can do whatever they want, but to have it all in one place. And make it as interactive as possible. Tell them they can ask questions, answer them. Um, sometimes um, it can be also a, a yeah an interactive format. So basically a reacting to what you're saying, uh, following up and so on. Also include videos, includes what we call evidence, quotes, videos. Um, yeah, basically that. So that they will, they will be able to empathize better. Because if you say something, but then when they see the user is saying exactly what you were saying, but with different words, really, it comes from the user. So they can directly see what is the impact of the product because it comes from a real user. And that, that speaks to them. So I'm not saying to substitute your insights by videos because this is not enough. You have also to own the research, okay? But it will speak, it will it will make it will prove the point. It will be stronger. You will make the point a stronger, let's say, more impactful. Um, then about uh, make it as how can I say? Try try to resonate as much as possible. So, for instance, multiply the channels of communication. Um, try not to be overwhelming, of course, but. Make your research accessible through various locations. So for instance, have a research repository if that makes sense for you. Try to see first if that makes sense for you and if you have the the ability to maintain this repository. But a repository can be a good thing for stakeholders to access quickly insights and recommendations without having to dive into a report. Be careful with that. There is a there is a a caveat with that, which is sometimes out of context, an insight can be transformed and used wrongly, first of all. Um, use the reports, of course. Um, share also the videos in another format, like through a drive, for instance. Have a, I don't know, a it goes hand in hand with the ceremonies. Have a weekly message, monthly newsletter in which you can share the, the, the updates of your research and so on. Like, Make it resonate. Uh, make your presence noticed. Not not because of ego. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying because, let's say, the ego of the field of research. Just that. Like, research is here. We are here to help you. To help you. And so the more they know that, the more they, they, they will listen to you. Um, and so, yes, that was basically it for this episode. Uh, I hope it was helpful. And again, it's still uh, a pleasure to do these episodes. Um, if anything, uh, please head over to, to my website if you want to reach out, if you want me to tackle some topics, uh, if you're interested in knowing more, um, I will be happy to um, cover other topics in the future. Um, and if you like this episode, please give me a review that will greatly help me to improve and share it with your friends. And see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.